0: and a half boom there it is ladies and gents now we're ready to rock and roll man i don't know about you guys but uh avoiding self-destruction its one of those things i wish i could do more often than not and that's what today's show is all about so if you find yourself in trouble sometimes with yourself this episode's for you let's do this here we go shut
1: up and sit sit
0: down look a business can give you everything you want in life prestige wealth freedom Here it is ladies and gents who do we got on the show today let's drop some heat do you see yourself as a hero in your own journey I know I'm the main character but most times I feel like I'm an imposter versus a hero sadly I know I'm not alone there are so many people out there who struggle with this feeling of self-doubt and it leads to self-sabotage Today's guest is on a mission to help end your self sabotage. So let's welcome to the show. Let's just cut to the chase. Author of After the Absolute Real Life Adventures with the Backwoods Buddha, David Gold. All right, David, welcome to the program, my friend.
1: Wow. I mean, wh- when do you turn
0: the energy up? <laughs> Uh, it's already there, dude. It's already there. First of all, I, I, you know, you, you mentioned it. I'm from San Diego, but you, you got a beautiful view back there. That is not a uh, what do you, what do we call that? Virtual background. You got actual beautiful greenery behind you.
1: I have greenery with little mosquitoes that are just so happy that I'm out here at seven o'clock. At night. <laughs> so yeah, that's real. That's real. That's real scenery. It's my real life, and um, it's. I think it's kind of indicative of the life that I've fallen into
0: let's let's talk about that um let's start off with a little bit of background for you you're probably not going to hear it when i play the videos but i play little video clips to kind of cut in between our our our, uh our commentary um what why did you get into this space why self-sabotage why are you doing this
1: because i want to (laughs) know well i don't know the answer is i don't know i i only i know that looking back on the 70 years of my life and they've been quite diverse and quite full and quite satisfying and enriching in many, many ways that I realized that the biggest single impediment that I had to, one, achieving, I think, a greater level of success when that was my primary goal, and then later to actually enjoy the fruits of that success, to feel comfortable in my own skin, to be glad to be myself, to not be worried about the next conquest or what people might discover about me or some way that I might not live up to a higher standard upon myself. I realized that in some sense, all of us are holding ourselves back for a multitude of reasons. But even the most successful people in the world that might might devote a tremendous amount of their time and energy to protecting themselves from making a big mistake, there's something inside of them that isn't satisfied, that doesn't feel complete, that doesn't feel secure until they've messed up some part of their lives. And it's a shame because you're you're just working again. We work so hard, and working against ourselves. So that could be in terms of actually getting a level of success or more often with the kind of people that I work with and probably you work with as well is that they have that level of success, but there's something that they feel is still missing. There's some way they feel they're not deserving it. There's some attribute. You know, like I said, I can't possibly be the perfect husband because I still leave the toilet seat up. (laughs) You know, there's something like that that's just indicative, that's representative that we continue to go back to, to prove to ourselves that we're not the person we're pretending to be and we're not the person who's attracted to success. And I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm 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 too damn old for it. I care too much about the people in my lives and the people that I in my life and the people that I track to let them waste another there's no there's no upside to it. You know a lot of people think oh I need that I need to to be tough on myself. I need to be critical of myself I need to have you know critical values and I need to be constantly reminding myself. It's nonsense. Life will humble you you don't you don't need to humble yourself. <laughs> so true. We don't need gratuitous humbling. So anyway, I don't know if that answers the question. I don't know how I ended up here. I just know that I am and that it feels perfectly – it's mine to do. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to be 40 this year,
0: and it's a completely different mentality as I am married. I have two kids. They're almost teenagers. One's a teenager. One's close to, to being a teenager. Um, completely different life that I had 10 years ago. Uh, When I was, you know, turning 30 or 10 years before that, when I was turning 20 and that whole idea of, you know, thinking about what other people say or, or pushing yourself, I think at different levels in our lives, we come into different mindsets. So I teach a class called financial algebra. I have 17, uh, 18 year old high school students that are about to embark on their life. And I know they struggle with this as well right i mean if, if i'm struggling with it at 40 and i'm still worried about you know what other people say and i'm trying to figure myself out and i'm i'm dealing with imposter syndrome i can remember what it was like at 16 17 years old about to step out in the world and literally feel that imposter syndrome weighing on you even more because you don't know what you don't know. So what what advice do you give to somebody who's, yeah, I know I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, I know I shouldn't care what other
1: people say, but the reality is I'm dealing with that stuff. That's a great qu- question. And so the first thing is, I think we need to disabuse ourselves of the, of the, of the, of the, 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 the weak platitudes and the weak kind of, you know, over the top stuff. Oh, I just got to love myself or if I just work hard or whatever. The idea is first, don't kid yourself. You're not going to outgrow it. You're not going to outsuccess it. You know, I say a lot of half the people I know are trying to success their way out of suffering and the other ones are trying to suffer their way to success. Mm. And those seem to be the two strategies that most people take because they feel they're inadequate and that's what they need to get. Neither one of those work. It's an, it's, it's absolutely an insatiable void. You're never for that part of yourself that doesn't feel they're real, that doesn't feel it's authentic, that doesn't feel it's doing what it needs to do, that's not living up to some ridiculous standard that someone or some things have set for you, that part is never you know it's it's a fool's errand, and you're never going to satisfy it. And it and as I said, it's heartbreaking. So I think one one of the things that I'm seeing it more and more in younger and younger people is, and this sounds really trite, and I'm, I'll come up with a better word for it, but it's really authenticity. Mm. It's like, it's like okay. What, and authenticity doesn't mean that you just throw up on people and say, "Well, I'm just being authentic. I'm telling you as it is, and I'm walking around with my zipper down, or you know, whatever the hell people do, quite. to think that somehow their brashness or their lack of, you know, their lack of culture or manners or just decorum is somehow being authentic. No, that's not what being authentic is. That that you know, look, what you where you arrived at forty and where you where you are now is you're yourself. I mean you are brash, you are over the top, you know, you are too much. I'm sure your whole life people have said you're too much. I'd be willing to bet every every sec every penny I got, people have been telling your whole life you're too damn much. And yeah. so we try to hit the dimmer switch, or we try to round out the edges, or we try to do this, we try to do that. And we twist ourselves into something. And you know, interestingly enough, for me, you know, and and I I don't know if we'll get to this or whatever, but I thought that my life was a big spiritual odyssey because, you know, I spent 40 years in spiritual work and wrote a book about work with an American Zen master and blah, 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 blah. And then I thought, well, maybe it's more like a, you know, a rag to riches success story. I started with nothing, built companies, blah, 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 blah. But it was a love, it turned out to be a love story. It actually turned out to be a love story. And when I finally, when, when love was revealed to me at this kind of late stage in my life, I realized I'd spent my whole goddamn life trying to be someone that a woman like Julie could love. Mm. I made the list. I'm not going to love a skinny little hyperactive Jewish guy from Pittsburgh. You know, no, I got to be this. I got to be that. I got to be this. And I, and I realized when, when I was finally loved that if, had I, if she loved me for the person I was trying to become, she never would have loved me for me. Mm. Same way with life. We become something we think we need to be, to be successful and be admired and not be made fun of or whatever the heck it is. And then that's that, you never have the sense of, I am just being myself. And interestingly enough, you know, all of us want. You know, people say, "How do I not care what people think of me?" I can't assure you of that. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, if I had that pill, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, we, have, we have a different conversation. I can tell you that when you are, when you're yourself, whatever that means, and we can talk more about what that means but when you really feel yourself doing what's yours to do acting according to your preferences you know I said recently to, to someone that I I want to make choices out of peace and preference not out of fear and compulsion mm. so if you're making if you're making choices out of peace and out of what you really want rather than what are people going to say or I got to do this you know I'm 70 years old and still every day I wake up and think I got to do something and I laugh myself out you know I slap myself out of it and say no I don't hell i do but still you have this you have this drive and and when you get to a point where you're actually comfortable in your own skin see how that which you thought was your biggest weakness and would lead to the most ridicule and the most disappointment is actually your superpower i mean your superpower is your too muchness mm. your superpower is over the topness Yep. You know, that's what you are. And if you just said, look, I can't be that because people are going to think I'm crazy. You know, I play that intro that I have and people are going to go, what the hell is, you know, what, what kind of drug is this guy on right now? Rather than, <laughs> hey, we're having fun. You know, that's I'm, it. I'm, I want to have fun. And then at that point, people, one, you start attracting people that resonate with you. This has been and I'm telling you, this is my life experiment right now. I just attract people that just see who I am and love who I am and enjoy being with me. And the other thing is the people that don't, they fall away. Yes. And and, that could, and 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 it's a beautiful way to live your life. It's a beautiful way to live your life to see of when I'm true to myself, I'm resonating with people that are going to come to me. And that's on a business level. I mean, I had what I thought was the greatest part. I built this great business, the you know, kind of a predecessor to this one with a guy that I thought was my perfect part, you know, my perfect business partner and everything. And then like, son of a bitch embezzled from me. <laughs> and I was devastated because he was like my best friend as well as my – and then I realized what a gift because eventually I wasn't seeing what he was. So life had to escalate his, inauthent- his, his inauthenticity to a point where that would happen. And now I don't need that the two by fours over the head. Mm. And I think that's what we want. We want to be able to pick up the signals in life faster and attract the people that we want. And even like just doing this with you, I don't do every pot, You know, I don't. I'm not running around trying to get on every podcast. I, I see what comes to my I see what comes my way. And I tend to, you know, is, it, is are you someone I'd want to have for a friend? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, that's what I mean. That those are the people that you start attracting, and then business becomes magical, because it's the lack of resonance. It's the lack of it's the mm. the gap between you and what you say you really want, and what you say you really stand for, and the people you really want to work with. That's the gap that creates friction. It creates you know unnecessary suffering, and it creates self sabotage because. That's the part of us that says, oh, this isn't actually right.
0: Mm, we're waiting for that other shoe to drop, right? What it's, a terrible way to live, man. What a terrible oh, way to live. It totally is. So I'm, I'm reading this book right now. Okay. By reading, I mean audio, right? But yes. I'm listening to this book right now uh, by Michael Singer called The Untethered Soul. Mm-hmm. And in it, he talks about how you're. he's trying to get you to step back and be – in yourself an understanding that you are not your feelings necessarily, but you can take a moment and step back and listen to the dialogue in your head go, you know, you should, you should, you should, you should, you should, you should, you shouldn't. And I think that's something that as you're describing, you know, for you, it's like, as I got older, I was able to step back. I think that is one of those learned traits that we have to do that, that voice in our head isn't really us. Yeah. It's a dialogue that is trying to get you as comfortable as possible. And if you can kind of take a step back and avoid that negativity that comes from your own mind, and then also the negativity that comes from the outside world and just kind of step back and be like, what, you know? what's actually happening here? What's going on in my life? I think that's one of those eye-opening things where you can, you can actually begin to enjoy your life and not get bogged down by what other people
1: say or worse, what you're telling yourself. Cause that, cause those voices aren't your friend. Those, no. those voices are not, we think they're, because we're so familiar and they've been around for so long and we think they've, they've kept us from making a bigger mess than we already made. Oh. They are your friend. And, I, and I'll tell you, there's, you know, as a, as a lifelong meditator and, you know, I used to spend when I was living, when I was with my Zen teacher, I, I would, my, my vacation from law was I would spend 30 days in a cabin, no electricity, no running water. I wouldn't see another soul for 30 days. Because I wanted to know, my, I wanted to be comfortable in my own skin. I wanted to know my own mind. I wanted to do all that, and so I've had a very intense practice over the years of that. And I'll tell you, for what it's worth, and I'll tell you a little anecdote. My my wife was was looking through some options on some things, and she said, "I got, I got, you know, three options." What do you? And she laid them out, and I started to go through. I started to go through, and she, and she got angry. She said, "I don't need your your brilliant Jewish mind. I need your beautiful Jewish heart." Oh. and so I make decisions from the heart now I'm really smart you know I, this sounds I'm, I'm really smart I mean you know, I, I just just happen to be blessed with that you know there's I can I can mm-hmm. listen to a lot of things that aren't you know necessarily serve me well but that's not where where my primary you know just stupid kind of a silly story I had this morning I had something set up with in this new I started a business with a couple of clients and I had a day I had a uh a venture capital from Silicon Valley set up. I had I had this whole thing orchestrated. Half a dozen people live doing the demonstration. I had our science guy. I had one of the one of our psychologists on there, and then, and then in this morning, the guy, the, the guy said, the venture guy says, I can't make it. I can't make it. So I did this little dog and pony show. You know, I got brass bands and you know the whole damn thing, and I just said, you know what? I'm just going to show up, and I'm just going to love everybody in that room. Hmm. I love everybody and that. That's all I'm going to do today. I'm just going to love everybody in that room. And is that a business model? You know, at some point I got to figure out how to monetize it, right? Of, but the idea of actually living my life. And I tell you, I can't help my. I'm just at the point. I can't help myself. You know, that's what I joked about being a love bug junkie. I just, I just really can't help but love what's you know what's in front of me.
0: All right. Well, let's let's talk about getting to that point right you you mentioned you spent a lot of time working with your Zen master you spent a lot of years a lot of time meditating getting to know yourself right because I think self-awareness is one of those things that everybody talks about just like authenticity everybody talks about but they don't quite understand what it takes or what to do to figure that out to know thyself. so I mean not that you have you know hours and hours and days to go through that but in a nutshell, what am I looking for when I get into this meditative state? Like for me, I have a hard time focusing in on anything. I start to hear everything, even though I'm not listening. I start to hear everything. How do I you focus in? Wired. What am I doing?
1: You and I aren't wired for, for inner silence. We're just not wired. At that. <laughs> I used to kid I was a terrible meditator, you know, because I'm not wired for that. Now I mean I, I force myself to do it. And and the good news is you don't have to go through. You know, I I would not wish that 40 year odyssey on anybody. You know, I'm glad it was, I'm glad it's in my past. I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm part of who I am right now, but I do not advise, you know, uh, some kind of spiritual, you know, quest, some kind of artificial tribe, some kind of spiritual bypass or hoping that, you know, I, I just hope that, that spirituality would give me peace from my crazy brain and from mm. all the conflicts I had and all the, you know, all the unresolved stuff. What happens is, and you do this, you, you actually naturally do this, but I think, You know, someone said once that all spirituality is, it's just making the unconscious conscious. And a lot of this is just, even what I'm saying is people saying, yeah, I know that, but now I know it, I've heard it. Is I resonate, I have an internal resonance, you know, an an attunement now in my life. And that attunement is what guides me more than, you know, okay, I've, I've shut my mind down. You know, it's that I now when I hear self-destructive voices and 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 I hear I start going to places, it's like, do I can I stop those things? Well, I cannot indulge in them. Right. There's mm-hmm. a point to become self-indulgent. It's like a, it's like an alcoholic trying to stay off the booze. You know, there's a point where, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm having reveries about alcohol I shouldn't have. So that's ours to do to not make it worse. But what it is, is I just know, I know it's not true. I know it doesn't feel right. I know it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me resonate. It doesn't make me available. And a lot of what we're talking about here is availability, right? When you and I are lost in our head and going through that crazy stuff and wrestling with our little internal demons and trying to talk ourselves into something and try to talk, it's not even so much that, that it's uncomfortable for us. We're not there for people, right? If 90% of my attention is on my own bullshit, and it only leaves me 10% to try to figure out who's on the other side of this podcast. So, a lot of a lot of this yeah, I mean there are their practices and I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't dissuade people from from more mindfulness. I would say the more that you accept the invitation to authenticity in whatever way it's referred which it's, it's revealing itself and everybody who's listened to this podcast has an invitation to authenticity on the table that they know about. Maybe they've outlived the relationship. Maybe there's a challenge they haven't taken. Maybe they know they're just slipping in their own, you know, their own, their own crap over and over again. That, that as we accept more and more of these invitations to authenticity, our lives we start to resonate more and more to the point now where I, it's very hard for me to be phony. Mm. It makes, I, I, I'm good at small talk. I'm a great conversationalist. He's a good trial lawyer. You know, I, I, I did a lot of, you know, I had a sales company, did a lot of cold calling. So I can call any stranger and, you know, but I don't like it. I'm not interested. So after a while, you just become authentic. And then people like you trust me, you know, I mean, I know you're there. You got a role to play. And I understand that. I know exactly what that's like. You've got to be the guy who's on the other side of the podcast. But strangely enough, you actually trust me. Why? I haven't said, you know, because there's something about, and, and then when you trust way, that by the way, is the greatest sales tool or the greatest, you know, <laughs> business development, attribute you can have is when you're actually trustworthy and you can't ask anybody to trust you more than you trust yourself. Mm. And that's where it, that's where it starts until that is where you're capped out. You could be the greatest, most, you know, philanthropic, selfless, compassionate person in the world. But if you don't trust yourself, people, you're not trustworthy. You're not trustworthy.
0: What, What do you think I feel like in, we're going to go through some crazy times in the next 12 to 18 months, right? We're going to have some harsh economic times. We're talking hyperinflation. People can't put gas in their car. Wait till prices of food continue to go to astronomical routes. We're going to have people with dealing with real problems. I can't put gas in my car. I can't put food on my table. You're going to see entrepreneurs dealing with real stress, cash flow drying up and contemplating, do I go back to work? Companies that are going to be letting people go or moving and transitioning to new ways. All these things are real life stressors, things that will add real life pressure. How do we, what are some strategies that you can do to kind of maybe push through these things, alleviate the stress? Maybe it's a perspective thing. How do we get through these next tough times?
1: You're really good at this. That's a really nice. great, really great question. Besides, you know, being a good question, it's from the heart. So here's what I can tell you. And and I'm not immune to all this stuff. You know, I, I'm running this grand experiment in my life right now, which is how much can I trust life? I'm not just, I don't just, you know, I got to talk from it, not about it. Mm. Okay. So for me, it's like, I, I have foregone a lot of opportunities, a lot of the, you know, a marketing guy, I don't to make stuff happen. Right. I'm just saying, I want to let life come to me and reveal to me what it is that I want. So, there's stressors that come with that. I don't have the pipeline that I, you know, that I normally would have because I don't want to build life that way. I want to see what it looks like. So first I want to tell you, I'm not sitting on a on a you know up in a cloud talking to all you poor muggles about how things are. I'm I'm down in the trenches with you. Um and I've made millions, I've lost millions, you know. I've 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 run the I've run the gamut. Um I see life, I see the truth of life as opportunity. Hmm. I see opportunity everywhere. Now, some of those opportunities are just market opportunities. You know, like today out of what came out of what I thought was going to be the dog and pony show for the potential investor turned into something completely different. And I think it has tremendous potential. So one of them is just, okay. But if I'm being weaned, for an example, when when I kind of got into the business that I'm in right now. I said, you know what? I'm not the one I'm, I don't know what I'm. I do not know if I want to do speaking. I don't know if I want to do seminars, corporate stuff. Well, let me just do, let me just do um, coaching. I'm really good at that. You know, uh, people love me, and I'm, I can make a living at it. I said, I'd like to get ten. I'd like to have ten coaching clients. I got ten coaching clients with no marketing. You know, the guy that came to our house to get the mice out of the crawl space—he's a client. You know, it's just people just coming in. I wanted ten. I got ten. One by one, they disappeared. I thought, oh my God, I got to go get ten more. But it, no, I couldn't. And I, I, because i was being weaned from that you know, mm. I, I was done so i said okay there's a new opportunity here coaching isn't my highest and best use one-to-one isn't my highest and best use so if in fact and, and i know this is easy to say hard to do but if when when you trust life enough that it starts to prove its trustworthiness and you realize that you are in i do not work with anyone who does not believe they are in a partnership with unseen forces Mm. can't do it I'm not that smart if you're waiting for me to figure everything out forget it good luck it ain't never gonna happen you know and and there was just a woman that I I I met today and she's a nurse and she loves working with the elderly and she mentioned that her grandmother was very sick and had a diabetes and lost both legs and I said "Do you feel your grandmother's presence she said yeah I said you know your grandmother's with you and she said yes I know now I'm not getting spooky I'm just saying that, that, you know, she was, a, she's a lot, she is feeling in her own beingness. Yes. She said, I have lots of guardian angels. I don't care what your cosmology is. You don't have to believe in this. You don't. But the point is once life proves its trustworthiness to you, then when these, when you're being weaned off the things that we, you know, you're being freed, you know, you're being, you're being liberated. And is there going to be an, an evolution? Is there that, you know, that area where you, you come out of the sea but you don't quite have your lungs yet, yeah, that's who we are. We're all in that in between state where we don't where we're walking out of the certainty into the uncertainty, and it's mm-hmm. only guys like us, men and women like us, and like the, your your listeners and others, who just have the balls, you know, just have the courage to say, "I don't know," yes. I don't know. You know, I was I met with a with a with a guy was he and his partner were. You know, they have a really successful company here. I'm in central North Carolina, Chapel Hill Rock. And the guy said, They haven't, you know, I haven't talked to you since we worked together. What are you doing? And I I laid out this perfect thing and then I stopped and said, I don't know what I'm doing. I said, That's that sounds good, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't have to pretend to know. You know, if if I'm talking to VC, that venture capitalist, yeah, I'm gonna have to have a plan. I'm gonna say, I don't know what to do with your money. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's not gonna work. But it's Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm doing too much talking. Yeah. No, 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 no. But but
0: what I love the fact that you you're that idea of I don't know, that's huge because at that moment you're Literally telling yourself, I don't have the answers. Let's go find the answers. Right. And you don't know what that process, that journey is going to open up to. It could be a new person in your life. It could be a new venture. It could be, you know, it could be as simple as a YouTube video, but you just don't know. And that's the key. I think for me, pride and ego have always been one of those things growing up that have stopped me and have been the. The curse and greatest tool of my life on, and it's a double edged sword. But yes. that idea of admitting, pridefully admitting, I don't know what the next step is. That was hard
1: for many years growing up to do. It's always hard. It's not we're not built that way. We're not wired that way. You know, and like I said I, I work with type A empaths. That's what you are. You're a type A empath. So you got both of those. It's like, yeah, I got to make it happen. And then there's a part of your it's incredibly sensitive and intuitive. Mm-hmm same time and so you're, you're we're constantly fighting this thing can i trust my emotions can i trust the feelings that are coming through me can i trust my intuition can i trust that and there's something i heard that's brilliant that i that's, it's been so true for me everything that we want resides in the unknown yes so true think about we're so screwed <laughs> <laughs> because if what we really want you know like like I, this podcast is better than I could have imagined. You know, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. But if I'd have thought, oh, I know who this guy is. I know what going to be like. I'd have been dead wrong. So mm. was, with my, you know, this backdrop here, my wife, so many, you know, the, the life that I'm living right now, it's better than I can imagine. So if life wants for us what we want except better and we're control freaks, what do we do? And to me, you know, just if you want to know the edge of what I do, the people that I work with and the stuff I do, it's people that are on that edge that say okay I can't just you know lay down I'm not gonna just sit in my room and wait for the phone to ring okay at the same time if I make whatever plan I make is not going to be big enough so how do I how do I align myself with that unknown greatness and bounty that I'm not really familiar with and there's an alchemy to this and I realize what I do is I make magicians I create magicians I can't create I can't they turn everyone into a magician but I can honestly say here now that we've gotten this far into it I don't work with, I mean, everybody that I'm in, I'm in relationship with is living a magical life. Mm. Does that mean that I'm doing it? I don't, I, I don't know what the correlation is, but I just know if people are coming into my life and I'm working in that kind of relationship with them, it's because they are now going, they're starting to attune, starting to attune with that. And
0: that's, that's the power of living your life by design. You're literally choosing what you want in your life and what you don't want in your life. Dave, we've been—I can't believe it. I'm looking at the clock right now. We're running out of time here. Um, There's—I'm going to go with a couple things here for the for the end. One, who's your ideal client, right? And is there anything that I may have not asked? I'm sure there's a ton, uh, but that you wanted to get
1: off to get out to the audience. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll start with the last one first what happens and again i can't i can't pretend life has humbled me you know even though i may not sound like a humble guy so i can talk in this way from authenticity that there, just from our conversation the authenticity of this conversation there's something opened up in people in this moment okay there's even there's something opened up in your heart just in our conversation my heart's opened up so to me this is like you know, in the old war movies, when they're trying, when they got, you know, the prisoners of war trying to escape from the German camp and the doors, the, the tunnels there. I got to get as many people through the tunnel as I can. So it's like the door is going to start shutting a little bit. So right now there's a window open. Make a decision for love, for authenticity, for trust, whatever that is. OK, I don't care what it is. I'm just saying right now, that's my that's my best advice. And you, in, in this moment, start to mo- start more momentum towards trust. And. And I guess the other th- thing I would say to that is that whatever your perfection project is, it's a waste of time. Mm. It's a total stinking waste of time. It's my, my humanity is the doorway to my divinity. Your div- humanity is, and that's someone else's quote, but your humanity is the doorway to divinity. And you're trying to scrape it clean when it's your superpower. It's why you can't. We could have stayed in whatever absolute state we're in and not come here and put up with this bullshit. But we decided to be human. And so stop trying to scrub the humanity out. The person that I'm, that I, or the person or companies that I most like to work with that I'm attracted to are the people that feel they're pregnant with something.
0: Mm.
1: They're pregnant with something, may not know what it is, but intuitively they know there's that, that it's safe, that it's, that they don't feel safe, but they know that if they can find the safety and security and trust to just let go and start letting life come to them, that things will turn. And if people are at that point where they're ready to trust, and they feel, you know, and because we're talking about me, and I would say with you the same way, you know, that and people are really lucky to have you and what you bring into the world and what you bring into their businesses in very practical ways as well. But if there's a resonance and you feel like, oh, yeah, you can't unhear what I said. <laughs> so true. You just can't unhear it. And if it sticks with you and, you and you're ready to live a magical life, not just for yourself, but for all the people you're going to love and all the people that are gonna love you, then you know, find me or find something else that resonates with you. But the fact that you're here listening to me and to us right now, something's opening up. What you do with it is totally up to you.
0: That, my friend, to me is the power of podcasting. The conversation we just had, somebody at this very moment may not even be listening to it, but when they're ready to receive the message in their time, it'll be accessible to them. Like that's the beauty of creating digital content to me. You're literally, uh, uh, Dave, here's another thing for me. Um, I always picture like my great grandchildren watching an episode, right? And now they know what I was like when I was younger, my personality type, what I thought, how I felt, my sense of humor. I mean, how cool is it to pass that sort of thing on generation to generation to generation? And works the same with your business. Ladies
1: and gents, look, if you're feeling what was going about on, Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I want to put a pitch for you. And I and this was in a discussion I had with someone today. You only learn your life by telling your story. Mm. It's not just like oh here I've got a package and now I'm going to tell my now I'm going to tell no no it's in the telling that it that it starts to that it starts to become real, and you are storytellers that's what you do, and so it's more than just I'm going to get your message out it's a process of discovery and creation, as well as articulation and 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 you know reflection, so I just There's want to so say right. I want to add that dimension that what you're bringing to people is not just a way to get their message out but for them to understand their story in a deeper way that's going to be absolutely magnetic and lead to abundance they can't imagine.
0: You so are so right. It.
1: It's, so. The
0: power, it's the power of creating content. Getting behind the microphone, it's uncomfortable. Like I can tell you the very first time you sit behind a microphone or you turn the camera on, it's uncomfortable. But that message becomes clearer every single time. The way you speak, the the pride that you have, the confidence that you have, your stories, all of that gets better with repetition and practice. Dave, you've been a great guest on the show today, man. Thank you very much for coming on. Oh, um, I you. always I always ask this one question because I'm trying to set the bar way up here when it comes to doing these podcasts. What was your experience like on The Business Bros?
1: I think that it takes a, a little while to just kind of settle into the spectacle, you know, to just the high energy, which I love. It put, In a way, it puts me at ease. But my experience was I was talking to a friend. Yes. So, thank you.
0: That's the that's one of the best compliments I could have ever gotten. Thank you.
1: You got it. That's it's and it's it's from the heart. And I um yeah. So thank you for this opportunity and thanks for you know, just thanks for everything.
0: Ladies and gents, that's it. The heart. You know, uh the other the other bro He has this uh, birthmark on his arm, and it's in the shape of a heart. We always talk about his superpower is his authenticity, and he wears this heart on his sleeve. If that's you, if that's the type of person that you are, you just feel it inside. Like You heard today's episode, and Dave just connected with you. You're like, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. His name is literally scrolling at the bottom of the screen, DaveGold.com. DaveGold.com is what you want to go check out. Let's figure out where you're at. Because at the end of the day, sometimes we get just trapped in our own lives and you need somebody else on the outside to kind of take a look, shine some light, and guide you in, in the direction that you want to go in. Dave could be your guy. Make sure you guys check out his website, www.davegold.com. Davegold.com. Dave, thank you very much for coming on the show uh, and uh, enjoy the conversation we had. Thank you very much. Nice Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys in manana. Peace. And we're out. It's over